Hello? Hello. Isn't that my best friends in the whole wide world? It is. I'm so excited to be with you today. Everybody's best friends. Every You guys, just for the listeners, so at the very beginning when we started trying to set up this podcast, Garrett and I were really wondering, should we do like a theme song or an intro song to play every time? And <laughs> you guys let us know. If you guys come up with a good idea, please tell us. But all I can possibly do is just put everyone, everyone's favorite best friends over the Everybody Hates Chris soundtrack. <laughs> like it's just... Everyone's best, favorite best friends, which is everybody hates Chris. So, yeah, I am struggling with that. So if you guys think of a really good intro song, we will pay you with our love and affection. I totally agree. That's so funny you mention it because I have videos that me and Chloe send back and forth, like voice memos of different takes and jingles and different things exactly um so i love that but if any recommendations we are looking for one and yeah so funny you said that so before we get into today's episode garrett i just wanted to do a really quick memo kind of like a a disclaimer if you will for all of our listeners because i am about two days away from my big move and i'm moving across the country And we want to let you guys know that we probably will not be able to maintain regular program scheduling for the next week or so, probably three weeks max. That should be the longest. Like if it goes over time, that would be the longest. Um, And we will be right back to every single Sunday posting. You guys will get your content every Sunday and extra bonus episodes Once I get back into the swing of things, as you guys might know, if any of you have moved before, it just takes a lot. It's time consuming. All my stuff is going to be moving around everywhere, and we are not going to record an episode if we can't provide the audio and the content that you guys deserve. So with that being said, next week, we will probably not be dropping an episode on Sunday, maybe not next week at all. But we will be right back as soon as we can. We love you guys. We love this time that we get to spend with you guys and with each other. Garrett and I love to do this. We only ever started the podcast out of a passion project. This is something that Garrett and I love to do. We really enjoy it. So we really hope that you besties will hold on for us and you will understand. We know you will because you're our besties. Exactly. But we just wanted to get that out there, let you know. And we will be right back to regular programming in no time. Yes. So we, we so appreciate your understanding. And if by any chance next Sunday you guys missed an episode, it's your perfect chance to get caught up. Exactly. Yes. It's a big change. We're going through big changes in our life. So we're going to try to do our best with posting. But like Chloe said, we want to put our best foot forward. So exactly. we're going to we are supporting Chloe. We love her. It's a good episode, but it's also sad. So yeah, this one's going to be hard. Um, And Garrett and I just as like another disclaimer, Garrett and I have not said our goodbyes to each other or even allowed each other to get into that conversation yet. And this might be the first time that we start to get there. We can't do it. Like we can't allow ourselves to do it and we just can't do it. We've both been avoiding it and pretending it's just not happening because it's going to be. See, I'm already going to cry, you guys. It's going to be really 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 hard for Garrett and I yeah. to say goodbye yeah we have been best friends for a decade now so it's gonna be really tough but we've got all of you guys with us and the fact that we have this pod we have something every single week to keep us together 
And like we said, like I already just stressed, but once all of this summer is over, once my move is done and Garrett's move is done later in the summer, every Sunday, babes, we will be Yes. We will be regular programmed. We will be here. We are not missing this. Like we love this. We love doing the show so much. And we love you guys for listening. Yes. So much. So we appreciate again, we just really appreciate you guys' understanding and being there and supporting us week after week and giving us those listens. We love you guys so much. And that's one of the reasons it makes this harder is because now Garrett and I have gotten into this flow and we mm-hmm. really love it. We love what we're doing. We consider this a job, you know, yes. like we yeah. take this very seriously and we put a lot of work into the pot. So we are not going to let this just fall to the wayside. No. No, absolutely this is, not. This is our our passion right now. Exactly. Like Chloe said, this is just a tiny little break. We love doing this. Like Chloe said, we just started this because we love doing it. It's a passion project. And another thing I love about it is it keeps me and Chloe in contact. So now mm-hmm. you guys kind of get to hear our weekly rants to Catch each up. other. Yeah, once um, we move away from each other. But... With all that being said, I love you guys and thank you for all understanding. I know you will because like Chloe said, you're our besties. So we love you and we're so excited to get back to the regular episodes as well. But getting into the episode, me, the last few weeks me and Chloe have been spending time together. So our woo-woo is basically just spending time together and it all kind of mm-hmm. started with The Little Mermaid. Because as we said, a couple, I mean, one of the first episodes, we talked about The Little Mermaid and our opinions on it. So we obviously... We've been have, waiting for this, yeah, guys. Yes, you guys yes. all know, and you've been waiting for it too. Yes. So we finally had the opportunity, just me and Chloe, we went to the movie theaters, had ourselves a little date girls. night. Just the girls, a little date night. And let me just say, I... It's been a, I think it's been like two weeks since we've seen it. So I've had time to like absorb it and like kind mm-hmm. of develop my thoughts on it. And mm-hmm. I will say, I am proud of what they did they did not ruin the original they didn't like disrespect it they added on in a way that felt organic but also new whereas like maybe the new generation can kind of have two different movies where like they're separate but they're close in the same way you know and i think i think they did i don't know i love the little mermaid i have to preference this with the little mermaid is my favorite like disney princess like disney movie when i was younger it always has been yeah he's not making that up garrett is the little mermaid exactly yesterday we're in the pool and i was a mermaid so i'm Mm -hmm. all in but what were your opinions because we talked a little bit about it but we haven't gotten to the juice of it we did and i do have some stuff to say so i just bouncing off of what you just said i think you really summed it up there because In my opinion, and this is strictly my opinion, I don't think anything will ever top the original Disney animated version of The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. Now, that probably is because I'm biased and I grew up watching it. It's very sentimental to me and a lot of you listeners and to Garrett as well, a lot of people. That is a childhood memory, a childhood movie. And it's just like perfect the way it is nobody can ever really touch the original animated little mermaid yes but what i loved about what garrett said and i want to bounce off of is i feel like they're the same storyline but they're told in such different ways that you can separately enjoy the little mermaid animated disney version from the 90s or 2000s whenever it was and then you can equally enjoy this remake this um live action version they are it's the same storyline but they tweaked it a lot in this new movie so Mm -hmm. it is different enough that you can still enjoy both i will say my ultimate opinion if i had to choose one it would be the disney animated version yes like 10 out of 10 but again that's because it's so sentimental to me i did not dislike this movie at all i thought they did a great job 
there were many times when Garrett and I were watching it that we were both like laughing at the jokes and yeah. enjoying the moments. I thought Melissa McCarthy killed it as Ursula. I'm so glad that they chose her and gave her the chance. Honestly, it was really fun just seeing her in a villain role. Yeah. I've never seen her in a villain role ever. So that was really fun. And I'm sure for her, that was a fun acting job just to get a completely different take than she normally does. But I enjoyed it. The one thing that I wasn't obsessed with, I really loved every dialogue moment that they had with Sebastian in the new live action Little Mermaid movie. But I was not obsessed with the animation graphic aesthetic that they chose for Sebastian. That is my one and only thing. I wish they had changed Sebastian just a little bit, made him maybe a little bit closer to the original animation. Like we all know that it's not anatomically correct for a crab to look like that but that's what we're used to seeing exactly so that was and and flounder too between sebastian and flounder those were kind of my two flounder had a very very minimal role in the new movie but in the original he was a main character i thought about that too i was like flounder he was seen but not heard babes like he was barely Basically, yeah he was didn't have a prominent role and it also added new songs which was fun they um they yeah yeah, they mm-hmm. added new stuff. They took they away also, some... They, I'm sorry to cut you off. I just want to say, because if anyone hasn't seen it, they added new songs, but they also kept the classic best songs from the original, too. So you're still going to get the part of our world. You're still going to get the kiss the girl and yes. all of that stuff, too. Yes. In case you haven't seen it, I just wanted to get that out there. No, for sure, for sure. Because the movie is like an hour longer than the original. So the content, mm-hmm. they did give us a lot, but... I will say my critique is they left one of my favorite scenes out is when Sebastian is trying to get cooked by the chef in the castle. Yeah. Like that. Me too. That's something that is that, a really good scene. Overall, very impressed. And I was so happy I got to see it with Chloe because another memory. And one thing I wasn't expecting, which this is just me being dumb and naive. How many kids were going to be in the movie theater for this movie? Oh my God. So many kids. So many well, I kids. Also, so two more things that I will say about the movie So this might be kind of a controversial thing to say. I don't know. But we've all kind of noticed in TV shows, movies lately, I feel like the writers, the directors, whoever isn't really in charge of this, I feel like they're trying too hard to be too woke in in certain scripts, movies, TV shows. We saw that at the beginning of And Just Like That, the spinoff of Sex and the City, and they kind of toned it down a little bit since then because I think they got some backlash that they were just trying too hard to be woke and i mean if you think about it a lot of the writers writing for this show are older than the people that they're writing for so that probably goes into it they're trying to anticipate what the people of a younger generation are going to want to see and so for me one part of the new little mermaid movie that i just thought it wasn't bad it wasn't good i just felt like it didn't really add anything necessarily in the new movie prince eric was like an orphaned boy that was taken on by a king and queen. And in the new movie, the king is deceased and it's just the queen. And I just felt like that was a part of the movie that didn't necessarily have to be added in. Like we already know from the original Prince Eric was a prince. He had a kingdom and all of that stuff. It just wasn't necessarily necessary. Exactly. It didn't take away. It didn't really add. I was just like, this was an extra part of the movie that they didn't really need to throw in there. And the only other thing that I will say that I just find like kind of odd and I can't really wrap my mind around. So as we all know, in the original, the animation, we've got 
a white redhead Ariel. And now with this animation, we've got Halle Bailey, who did such an incredible job playing Ariel. And she's such a beautiful, beautiful woman of color. And I love that. And I think that that's so cool and so fun. However, one part that I just found kind of distracting was in the original Little Mermaid, we are meant to believe King Triton has lots of different baby mamas and he's got lots of different daughters from lots of different mermaids in the sea. And that makes a lot of sense because he's King Triton. He's king of the sea. It kind of makes sense. He would have lots of different wives and lots of different baby mamas. I mean, let's also think of the fact the original movie was back 20 years ago. Exactly. When we weren't as politically correct about things. And so the one thing that I just find a little distracting is that in this new movie, King Triton seems like he's of some kind of like South American descent in the movie. And then we've got Halle Bailey playing Ariel. And then we've got like an Asian sister, a super, super like Russian sister or something like that. Polish. I'm not really exactly sure. And then we've got like a dark like Amazonian sister and all of this stuff. And I love that. I love the inclusion of the different sisters. And that was part of the original movie too. And I think that's so cool. But why are we pretending that these all came from the same dad and the same mother? Like, why couldn't we just let it be that he has different mothers for all of these women, all of these daughters? Cause it like, I'm sorry, but it is a little distracting to believe that um, the South American father and then an African American mother somehow just, came to have an Asian child. It's just a little distracting to me. And on a side note, I just watched a TikTok that was kind of like going on to one of those deep conspiracy theories. And it was saying that Ariel's mother was one of the redheaded mermaids in Peter Pan that Captain Hook killed. And that the reason Ariel's mother died was because Captain Hook killed her in Neverland. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. So now it all makes sense because I was kind of blacked out. I was like, what are you talking about? But they did say that their mother died in their this wreck. Their mother wreck. died. Yeah, the, all their in the same mother. Movie, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I forgot that part. One of my favorite things of the original was all of the sisters looking different, like living in the kingdom. Me too. And like That was one of my favorite things, seeing all the mermaid people together. I want to clarify too, like absolutely no part of my issue with this has to do with like different nationality mermaids, different looking mermaids. That I think is so cool. That's like one of my favorite pieces of the movie, even from the original. It's just distracting to me that now we're pretending they're all from the same two parents. Because guess what? The math ain't mathing on that. That don't make no sense. Math's just not mathing. Like let's just (laughs) not make up lies. Also, what is worse having a King Triton who has lots of different baby mamas or having King Triton who is having these like completely genetic anomaly children. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh all in all, I mean, we both enjoyed it so much. And one other thing I wanted to add today, I happened to go to Ulta and I saw that they have a whole little mermaid Ulta beauty collection. So for all of the girls and gays and guys and anybody who's interested in makeup, who's listening, go check that out. They had a really, really cute little palette Um, or like mixed makeup set that comes in a shell case that opens and closes and it was really really cute so if y'all are into it and if you're a big Little Mermaid fan go to Ulta and check out that makeup collection because I feel like you guys will love it and if nothing else it's just fun to look at. I love that yeah so everyone go see The Little Mermaid if you have not already we highly recommend it and then after that little date night we Hung out with my cousin and her baby a few times just because 
like we've been discussing, it's Chloe's last few days here. So we're all trying to hang out with as many people as we can before she leaves. So we hung out and then yesterday we went to my pool and my grandma came over and my cousins came over and her my niece and nephew came over, my parents were there, and it was honestly just, uh, Jared was there as well, and it was just so much fun being around all of them one more time. I mean, obviously, I, I'm not in the perspective of Chloe, but just even just seeing that. One more and, time before I leave, it's hey, not like I'm never going to see no, my again. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly, saying goodbye. It's always hard, yeah. but it was it was a fun day. Like We all enjoyed it, and I just love spending time with my Chloe <laughs> as much as yeah, I can. Yeah, I had such a good day yesterday because it was really I mean I want to say thank you to Garrett because moving away most of my friends that I've made in Georgia have already moved on and moved away so really the only people that I am like really serious about saying goodbye to I have a couple of local friends left you know I've got Garrett and Jared I've got my friend Sarah and then that's pretty much it for local friends right now just because most of the people that I'm I have made friends with in Georgia have already moved away and moved on. So I said goodbye to Sarah. I um, have been hanging out with Garrett and Jared and I I called Garrett one day and I was like, Garrett, you know what? I don't know if it's going to be possible, but the people that I really care the most about saying goodbye to before I leave, I really want to make sure I can say goodbye to Kathy. We've already talked about it. Kathy is Garrett's grandma, but she's my grandma too. I call her grandma. She calls me granddaughter. Like (laughs) that woman for a decade long has been a safe space in my life. She is a love and light of my life. And for me, I have always grown up with my grandparents living far away. So I only get to see my grandparents whenever it's a visit or a special occasion. And having a local grandma that we get to see all the time and stuff, it made a huge difference for me in the past decade. And Also, I love, you guys already know this bullshit, but I love Garrett so much. And Kathy, his grandma, is the, honestly, like, I seriously think she is the one person on the planet that loves Garrett the most. Like, even more than his parents, (laughs) I think. And, And that's no shade to his parents. It's just that Kathy has such an immense capacity for love. And I love Kathy even more for the way that she loves my best friend. So, like, everything about it, I just have so much overflowing love for that woman and she has done so much for me and she is such a light and joy in my world. So I asked her, I said, I really want to say goodbye to Kathy and I really want to get a chance to say goodbye to Jenna and Sage. So Jenna is Garrett's cousin, but again, she's my cousin too at this point. And the three of us really grew up together. Yeah, we really did. Like for the past decade, when you met me, you basically met Jenna and she's always come around as much as like we could see her, you know? Exactly. And it just so happened that I met Garrett and Jenna during formative times in our life. We were going through high school, then we went through college and Jenna had a baby and all of this stuff. So we've all been together in some of the biggest moments in our life and everything. We've spent a whole decade getting to know and love each other so much like those people. Garrett's family is my family. And I really feel that way. And I'm so blessed to have that. And I It's not lost on me. I appreciate it so much that after a decade of us knowing each other that we've really become that close. It's crazy, yeah. I can really feel that comfortable at your house. You can really feel that comfortable at my house that we are just at home. Exactly. And so, yeah, so I really wanted to say goodbye to Kathy and I really wanted to say goodbye to Jenna and her baby Sage, my niece, who I love so much in this world. I would die for that little girl in a heartbeat without even thinking twice. And... It was so special for me to get to see them. It was 
incredibly freaking hard to say goodbye. Um, and one thing that's like so hard for me is that I know I've known Sage, our niece, since the idea of her. Yeah. You know, I have known that baby since the first time that she just, the idea of her came into conception. And now she's here and I've seen her grow. And actually, the the pool day that Garrett was talking about, out of the two years that I've known this little girl that she's been alive, that was the day when she spoke the most. I got to hear her little voice the most. She was the most sage that I've ever seen her, which was such a gift to me to get to see that right before I leave. But it's really hard because... I know that I'm leaving her and she's not going to remember me. She's not going to remember this time. She'll still know me throughout her life and I'm not yeah. giving up on that relationship or anything like that. But it's just sad because I would have loved to have been able to be local Aunt Chloe forever for her. You know, no, I would have yeah. loved to have been able to be that person for her. And I have such a strong love for that little girl. And of course, for Jenna, too. She is one of the best people I've ever met. And I'm so blessed to have all of you in my life. It's just crazy. It's making this so hard moving away. I have been ready to leave Georgia since the day that I got here, but it's the people that is making this move the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Yeah, no, it's hard. And I mean, I'm saying this for them, echo everything back to you. My grandma, Kathy loves Chloe. Like she's her own. Same for Jenna. Jenna loves Chloe. Like she's our cousin. She's joined us since day one. She's been there and it's hard to say goodbye, but it's going to be when we see each other so much sweeter. And obviously it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. And we're not like, of course. yes, like obviously we're saying all this with like, it's hard because we've just gotten used to it. Like we've been neighbors right in front of each other for the past 10 years. So it's going to be the us leaving our comfortability of like, oh, I can mm-hmm. like, I can see Chloe whenever I want. Like, even if we go two mm-hmm. weeks, I can call her in a day and see her in an hour if I want to. You know what it's going to have to be? Yeah. We're going to start planning stuff. So that's going to be the biggest change. But like I just said, when we see each other, it's going to be so much sweeter and we're going to cherish these times even more. And I'm not giving up the hope, babes, that the next move, we're going to move back to each other. So that's all in my oh. head. We're just like on a little vacation. The hope? <laughs> I'm sorry, the hope? That's a freaking a plan. Fact, babes. <laughs> this is just a starter move. This yes. is just to get our feet in the door. But yeah, Garrett and I will, we've already discussed this. When we have our forever homes with our children and stuff, we're going to build a tunnel between the two homes so that we're always connected yes and Garrett and I are gonna share a bedroom (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding but um and you know with Kathy and Jenna the way that Garrett just said you know they love me and they accept me the same way that I love and accept them and they've seen but it goes just like what I said with I love Kathy so much because I see how hard she loves Garrett I know that Kathy and Jenna the reason why they love me so much is because they see how much I love their Garrett and they see how much like I will never stop loving that boy. So it's just a whole big bundle yeah, of love. Over no, here. it is. It is. It's a lot. And like you said, it's like the people was what's making it hard. Like Chloe just said, since I've known her, we've both wanted to leave. And last night we were hanging out and I was like, Chloe, we've been waiting for this moment since we've met, but we have to be careful what we wish for because now look how like much it's hurting us. Like obviously yeah. I'm not it's exciting because we're doing stuff that we've wanted to do. Like, I'm so proud of us. We're branching off. Like, thank God we were getting out of the small town. But at the same time, it's like a hard pill to swallow that, like, we don't want to face because why do we want to face it? It's, like, sad. And But it's exciting. Like I said, I texted her yesterday. I'm not facing it, but, like, I'm sad. But it's exciting. I have to look on the bright side. Because if I look, yeah. I will literally get depressed and, like, go into a deep tunnel of depression if I think, like, if I get into a mindset of thinking of a fact that I'm losing a best friend. But it's not that. It's just a new experience, you know? 
Yeah, it's just a new season. And if I could pick up every single person that I love here and just move them with me, believe me, I would. Yeah. You know, if I could just have all these new adventures and experiences, but still save the pieces that I love the most from here and bring them with me, I would. That's just not how it works. And I'm going to have to, we're, it, this is just something that we're going to have to learn how to navigate. Exactly. It's and new. yeah, like Garrett said, it's, it is tough because it's like a very, very 50-50 dichotomy. I am 50% excited and 50% sad. And that's a really tough emotional place to be in. Mm-hmm. It's very draining. Um, but we all knew that this day was going to come. It's just something like it's natural. It has to happen. It's just going to be tough. And my dad said something to me the other night that was so sweet and it really made me cry. But he was like, you know, because I, I had told my dad about a little bit about saying goodbye to Kathy and that she ended up being very sad um, saying goodbye to me. And she had called Garrett and told told Garrett a little bit about, you know, how hard it was for her to say goodbye to me. And I was telling my dad about it and he said, there is no denying the fact that your absence will leave a huge hole in a lot of people's lives around here. And that was really hard to hear. It was very sweet. But it's true. But it's just, and it's, I mean, like, true, but it's just hard to hear. And you guys are all going to leave a huge hole for me, too. I'm just going to be like Swiss cheese in Austin, Stop. just covered in holes. But... But I am also holding on to the fact, like, I am already planning on coming home for Christmas, and Garrett will be home for Christmas, Uh, and I can see Kathy, and I can see Jenna, and I can see Sage. But damn it, if it's not hard, because for anyone out there who knows what it's like trying to bond with a baby, (laughs) god damn it, if I finally just reached the point with Sage where she actually knows and loves me, and she actually wants me to hold her, and when she gets hurt, if her mama isn't in eyesight, she's reaching for me. And I just got to that point, and now I'm leaving. And I'm pissed off about that. I'm so serious. Because I'm not really one of those people that's, like, great with kids. But that baby, like, with Sage, I love that child so much that she just knows that I'm a safe space for her, I think. And it's tough because this is one of the first children that I've ever been building, like, a serious bond with. And now I have to leave her. But don't think of us leaving. Like you said, she's just gonna come visit you in Austin, and like for the summers, she will. and like she'll Jenna's be like an exciting. Pack that girl up and send her to me. I'm <laughs> so ready. Uh, uh, well, speaking of goodbyes, I had to say goodbye already to your boyfriend Michelle Mitchell and <laughs> Luffy, your dog, which was so sad. And they've been on the road driving to Texas like like the past twenty four hours. And I was thinking um, yesterday after the fact after you said goodbye, and I was like. Yeah, we said goodbye, but it didn't feel real. Like, once he left, that's mm-hmm. when it hit me that you're leaving. I was like, Mitchell's never going to come back to Jared's house. He's never... I mean, you come back to Statesboro, but not in, like, the same way. Like, I'm never going to go back to his apartment. Yeah. You know, like, stuff like that. And it's just starting to hit and saying goodbye to him. Like, it was, like, at night. So it just felt like, oh, like, I'll see you tomorrow. Or, like, because we're always like that. So it's, so it's weird that, like, it actually hit. So I'm trying to be more like present now and be like okay where this is actually happening but like chloe i've said before in this episode we're trying not to think about it. like i'm going to push it back until like the last hour you leave and then it'll until hit me after i'm gone <laughs> yeah I'm pushing it back until after i'm gone no, literally yeah 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 well and um the other night i want to talk about two things so the other night that garrett was talking about when we did say when they said goodbye to mitchell and denny was with us and jared and everybody i looked around the room and i was just like you guys this is the last time yeah like it's never going to be like this again and even if in the future 
every member of this group gets together and we meet up for a vacation, it still will not be the same. This no. is it. This is our last time chilling in our college town, chilling in the living room, not doing shit, and just enjoying each other's company. And that has been our life for four years now. Like that exact same group has been our life for three to four years now. So it's going to be really hard. And like last night, I was just out to lunch with my mom and I was telling her about this. Last night, I went over to Jared's house and we were hanging out. We were watching Real Housewives and we were not doing anything. And I told my mom at lunch, you know, we've been so busy and doing so much stuff that we haven't actually had a hangout like that in a long time where we were literally just doing nothing together. And I got home after last night and I was like, I had so much fun and I had such a good night just doing what we all used to do together all the time and just having one more night of completely mindless bullshit chilling. <laughs> and well, it just felt so good. I just am so happy that your camera doesn't work because I'm bawling my eyes out. <laughs> Stop. I'm so emotional. I just This is so hard. It is sad that like it's but it's like an end of an era. Like stop. It really like it's is. just like it's, it's the not end like of a chapter. We're closing a chapter and moving on to the next. Exactly. It's not like it's yeah, exactly. It's just like gonna be we're getting adjusted to stuff because like we have a support system together, like we're like we know everything about each other and it's just like like I said, we're comfortable and it's like getting out of our comfort zone is gonna be hard, but mm -hmm. Like I said, it's not permanent. <laughs> but seriously, like what Garrett just said too, we do have a really good like comfort system, security system. I mean, when for the past three years, when I have a bad day, what I want to do is go and chill out with Garrett, Jared, Denny, Mitchell. I want to LP. Like I want to sit in the house, fuck around, listen to some music, drink, you know, do our stuff. And throughout all those years i can think of so many different examples of times where like be it denny or me or you or whoever one of us walks into the group and one of us had a bad day or something bad happened and bringing it into that group it's a safe space and then we talk about it for a minute and then it's like okay you had a bad day but we're gonna turn this around like it was always very understanding and very much like that is terrible i'm so sorry that's going on but you're here now you're with friends you're in a safe space let's let's turn the day around and like that's the thing i'm gonna miss too is like you said just having that safe space having that security blanket knowing that at the end of the day when we have a bad day we have a support system built in right there i could walk into that house and say literally anything <laughs> and they and they would just be like oh my god come in here get a drink Come sit down on the couch and let's talk about it. Yeah, of course. Like we like like I like you just said. Like it's just support. It's just gonna be different. Like it's, I don't know. Like and I also feel like yeah, we're saying goodbye and like people are like oh you're gonna make friends, but like this isn't like a friend. It's like a once in a lifetime. Like it was like a family bond. And the thing yeah. is too, it's been the same group of people through multiple different houses, multiple different apartments, multiple different locations. Like we were hanging out in the same group when Jared was still living in his frat house. Yeah, exactly. So it's crazy to think that far back, we've been through three different, four different houses together, multiple years of college. We're all in different like college majors. We're all doing different things and we all got through it together. It's crazy. Uh, <sighs> well, on a little lighter note, 
Um, I also, without Chloe, I went to my cousin's graduation. So I just want to say congratulations to Layla. She graduated high school and she gave a speech, which that in itself, babes, I could never do. So I applaud you on that. And yeah, I love you and you killed it. You did it. So congratulations, Layla. Layla. I didn't come to your graduation, but... I'm also super proud of you. It's really crazy for me to even believe that you're graduating high school because, in my opinion, you're still 11 years old in the backseat of the Mustang hanging out with us. (laughs) Um, But I'm so proud of you. You've become such a beautiful, kind young woman. And I'm excited to see what you've got lined up. And like Garrett just said, the fact that you gave a speech at your graduation or anything, I don't even have concerns about you. You're obviously a very smart, intelligent responsible young woman and congratulations on graduating high school and we're so excited to see what you've got lined up yes you know what Layla I challenge you to do great things (laughs) (laughs) oh the places you will go and I challenge you to get out of get out of town for a little bit also I challenge you to get out of Georgia and see what's out there before you decide to stay here forever even though i'm about to move away and it's going to be really 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 hard and terrible in a lot of ways it's also going to be one of the best things that i can do for myself exactly yes that would be my advice to you layla and even if it's not moving away just at least travel and at least get an idea of what it's like outside of here exactly and if anything you'll be love you if anything you'll be coming to texas and wherever i live multiple times so we'll get you we'll get you out there a few times lol But we love you and we're so proud of you, Layla. Yes, yes. So yeah, that was basically the past two weeks. It's very emotional, as you can tell. Already crying. First episode with tears in it. We love. Mm -hmm. Um, um, Yeah, so we're going to move on to our obsessed section, which I'm going to start off and just say my first obsessed thing is The Little Mermaid because I was obsessed with it and I'm actually looking forward to watching it again, which a lot of movies don't do that to me. So I'm obsessed with that. And I have not talked to Chloe about this. We're actually going to switch the vibe and we're going to be excited for a second because... Okay, let's... Hold on. Let me switch gears. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're in the gear. (laughs) So Lana is going on a mini festival tour around the world and she started off in Rio, Brazil. And we're all super excited because she has not performed since 2019, like right before COVID. So it's been years since Miss Lana has done like a full set, full stage, Mm -hmm. all of that. And when I tell you, I've seen Lana twice live. And this was the most production set I've ever seen her do, which I'm living. She She had three backup singers. She has six dancers. She comes out the first night, blonde Marilyn wig. Wearing this black dress, singing A and W, singing A and W. It's almost crazy because she's doing a caric- like a caricature of Marilyn Monroe, but she's also almost doing a caricature of herself. Yes, yeah, like I'm. This era is confusing me. Like she's referenced Marilyn multiple times now, so I want to mm-hmm. like know what that's all about. But just insane. She comes out, sings A and W, then Young and Beautiful, and then this woman for the first time ever does an outfit change but not only an outfit change she does it on stage so what they do is they have this big circle that like has fabric so they pull up the fabric around her like she, a changing curtain yes around her she takes the dress off then she starts singing bartender from norman effing rockwell while she gets her wig taken off into her brown hair so if we're like Ensemble change on stage. Stop. I'm obsessed with that. Her singing behind the shade. Yeah, literally, like getting her full thing. While we be- all know she's naked. <laughs> also, 
iconic. And I also don't know of a single other person who's ever done that. Like, so cool. And she's never she's never done an outfit change, which I love a good outfit change um, mm-hmm. during a concert. So that was just super fun and super different from, different from how I've seen Lana. So I'm excited for her. She's actually, she's super happy and like she's trying new things. She's in her grown woman era and I love her. I'm so excited. I'm excited. I want to see her on tour, but there's nothing close yeah. to me. But as soon as I can, we'll be going. We will be going together. Yes. Period. End of period. story. When I saw that, I had to speak on it because I was gagged. Um, so the next thing that me and Chloe are super... Another, another major gag. Yes. Something I was so excited to tell Chloe as soon as I found out. So just like in the beginning of the episode, we were talking about, and just like that, we all know we're getting a second season. But we were blessed to find the news that Samantha is officially returning to make a cameo appearance in season two, which I'm not expecting a lot from the cameo, but I'm expecting it to build a bridge to season three where we can get her like more in there at least. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to get anything, but that news just honestly put the biggest smile on my face because that's what we've been, it's not that it's missing it, but like it would just add so much if she was there, you know? Yes. So for anyone who's watched season one, you know that we've got three members of the original Sex and the City cast in And Just Like That. And when they did season one, Kim Cattrall, the actress that plays Samantha, who's a very well-known, very well-renowned actress, she's incredible. Kim Cattrall decided that she was simply moved on from Sex and the City, which is completely understandable, totally okay. And I respect that. She knew her boundaries. She was protecting her peace, and she decided, you know what? It's just not what I want to do right now. And so when they brought up the idea of And Just Like That and doing this spinoff show, she decided, go for it, but I'm going to sit this out. And so for anyone who's watched season one, you know that they still tried to incorporate Samantha's character by doing maybe some text message bubble or some text message scenes. So this is a spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen it, but those of you who had, we all know that Big died in season one. And Carrie specifically requested no flowers at the funeral. She didn't want any flowers. She knew that that wasn't what Big would have wanted. And once she got to the funeral, she saw that the casket was completely covered in a very beautiful, expensive arrangement of flowers. And she was about to have it removed. And she was about to have a problem with it. And then the person working at the venue of the funeral walked up to her and said, here's the card from who sent the flowers and we can remove them if you want she read the card and in the in the show i can't remember the exact message but the card was from samantha the flowers were from samantha so they still tied her character in in a very touching beautiful way but like garrett said as long as can in my opinion as long as kim cattrall truly does want to do this i am so here for it if she's doing this because of peer pressure that makes me kind of sad or peer pressure social pressure business pressure that makes me sad but if she wants to come back i would be so happy for it and like garrett said i don't think the cameo is going to be very long i don't think it's going to be a big moment well it'll be a big moment for us the the watchers because we love samantha but i don't think it's going to be a big moment acting wise but i think it'll make a big difference in the show and I'm happy to see her back. I mean, for a lot of people, including myself, Samantha was pretty much the main character of Sex and the City. Yeah. A lot of people don't even like Carrie's character, including me. Like, Carrie's character is kind of problematic, in my opinion. But Samantha was perfect in every way. So (laughs) I am very excited to see her cameo. Like I said, I just really hope that this is what Kim Cattrall wants to do as well. 
but I'm super stoked to see it and they've done it in such a great way and I'm really excited for season two we know we're gonna get John Corbett coming back as um what's his name in the show uh Aiden so we're gonna get we're gonna get John Corbett coming back as Aiden which anyone who watched Sex and the City we all know Carrie should have gone for Aiden over Big. Aiden was the right choice. Big was the wrong choice. But he was the choice for Carrie at the time. But I'm hoping her and Aiden get a second chance. And I'm excited about this Samantha bit. And I'm really just excited for season two because I loved that show. Me too. I'm super excited. I need to go back and refresh my mind on season one because I haven't watched it since it came out. But we'll be covering season two. So get ready, besties, because you'll be hearing all about it. Yeah, besties, get ready. If you haven't watched it yet, go ahead and watch season one of In Just Like That because when it comes out, we will be dropping weekly coverage of every episode that we're watching. So, And that's your homework over the next couple of weeks while we're not going to be here. Go watch And Just Like That. So you will, you'll be and in the loop. And if you've never seen Sex in the City, watch every season of Sex in <laughs> the City and then watch In Just Like That and then it'll be time. Yes, beautiful timing. <laughs> so even more exciting news, but I'm going to have to preface this with allegedly, because I don't want to get in trouble, but allegedly, Miss Lady Gaga is back in the studio recording her next album for Are her we even surprised? Monsters. It's been three years, so it's like, time. Like, it's time. Are we even surprised that woman is like a workhorse she's born and bred to work she's not just gonna ever sit down and also on that because you don't have this in your obsessed section but i'm gonna add this for my obsessed so i'm so proud and baffled by lady gaga's work on the president's committee for the arts and humanities she's an ambassador for people like us She's doing incredible work. If you guys haven't checked it out, I encourage you to go and look up her profile on the website and see what is written about her. Lady Gaga does so much philanthropic work, especially with her mother and their Born Born This Way Foundation, in our opinion, because we are huge fans of hers. But I think she's the perfect choice for this role. I think that Lady Gaga truly... Actually, let me go back and say, I think Stephanie Germanotta truly cares about the issues that she is fighting. I think she truly cares about the people she's fighting for. And I think she's a really good choice here because Stephanie Germanotta is fighting for a population that, as far as we know, she's not even a part of. We don't even strictly know if Lady Gaga is even part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And yet she fights so valiantly for us. And I think it's such a beautiful cause. I think it's a beautiful work that she does. I think it's beautiful work that her mom does. And I'm just really blown away that she is part of the presidential committee for this. I mean, it's beautiful. I'm so proud. I'm so impressed. And I think that her role will not go unnoticed by all the other people working with her. I think she will do a lot of good in that role. And I think she will be productive. I agree. And make changes. I agree. I could think of a better person to be put on this committee. And I know she's going to be fighting for us. She knows what she's been fighting for us for longer than honestly. Anyone I can think of. Yeah. And I'm so happy. Maybe not anyone. I mean, RuPaul has been fighting since the 80s. That's true. Not like anybody. But she has been in her lyrics even. She has been fighting for over a decade. Yeah. She's been an ally. She's been someone that's trailblazing us even like i said she's not even 
necessarily a part of our community. She could be a le- like I don't know. I'm not. I, I just uh, don't yeah. know the I just don't know either. That. Yeah, me neither. I don't know. Um, but even if she's not this bigger, because she's doing something that's helping other people that doesn't even affect her. She's just the kindness out of her heart. She's just a great person, and I know nothing but love would go into this. So I mean, I'll trust her with my life. So babes. No, yes. no, no doubt in my mind that she's going to be amazing in that role. So back to the music. Lady Gaga has been seen around Malibu, this recording studio where Burns, he's a musical producer, has been seen working recently. And she's also been working with Andrew Watts, who produced Midnight Sky, allegedly because her manager and Andrew Watts are starting to follow each other. They started following Lady Gaga. Burns also liked a comment on Instagram that says that he's working with on Lady Gaga's seventh studio album. So that's, that's cheeky. That's cheeky. Um, so yeah, everyone's it's like all low key, obviously, because Lady Gaga wants to keep it under wraps and surprise us. But I have been I'm investigating just because I'm obsessed, and I'm not putting this on Gaga because Gaga has given us so much, obviously, and she can do whatever she wants. She's just filmed a movie for God's sake. So I'm not rushing right. her, but. I am just excited because I'll always take more. And I know she can produce some of the best stuff. So I'm going to take what I can get. And I obviously am a snoop. So I want to know all the details. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like Garrett just said, she's already given us enough music to last a lifetime. So it's not like, and when I say music, I mean damn good music to last a lifetime. Like some of the best. So it's not as if she owes us anything. But how? on the other hand of that, however, we know what she's capable of. So, yeah, we want some more. We want more music. She's given us enough, but we're greedy now. And And I will say, too, just knowing that even someone who even had a hand in Midnight Sky is working with Gaga, you know it's going to be fucking phenomenal because there's not a single thing about Midnight Sky that the song, the production, the music video, the PR – the promotion there's not a single thing about midnight sky that i would ever change so i just know if this is true which i'm hoping it is then we are in line for something really spectacular for a treat chloe oh my gosh i could i'm so excited and then we'll get a tour and me and chloe will obviously be front row for you guys reporting live recording yes. live at we'll, the we'll, concert. Bring the po- we'll bring the microphones to the concert and we'll be recording live like you guys know in the movies pitch perfect how there are those two podcasters in a booth recording live at all of the acapella concerts and stuff. That's going to be me and Garrett. We're going to get a private booth. And during the concert, we're just going to be in a soundproof booth, soundproof booth, listening, enjoying, and podcasting live. So you're welcome. <laughs> be ready for that, guys. You heard it here first. Hello. <laughs> so the last thing I have been obsessed with this okay. week are a few documentaries. So obviously, I've just been applying for jobs and that I can do like watching something. So I've been obsessed with some documentaries that have a trigger warning because they are all about murders or essay or stuff along that route. So trigger warning before you watch any of these documentaries I'm about to mention. But some of the standouts that I want to mention is the 19 Kids and Counting Duggar documentary. Um, It's on Amazon Prime for free. It's a four-part documentary and it's sick. It's about the oldest brother. I'm not going to get into it, but they get into the some of the details of it. And I used to be obsessed with that show. Just not obsessed in like a, I loved it. It was just interesting. It was like a mm-hmm. lifestyle I didn't know anything about. Like morbidly about. curious almost. Exactly. But now we know how morbid it actually was. So if you've ever seen that, I would highly recommend it. And What's then, the, Do you know what the name of that documentary is? It's called Shiny Happy People. 
on Amazon so, Prime. So just to bounce off what Garrett says, I haven't watched the documentary yet, but I'm super into true crime and stuff like that. So I watch a lot of YouTube channels that dive into this kind of stuff. So I haven't seen the documentary, but I've seen YouTube reactions to the documentary, which is kind of weird that I go backwards sort of. <laughs> but I've been watching some of the reaction videos to this documentary. And one thing that I heard, and you've seen it, so you can speak on this, they touch on more than just the Duggars too. They dive into like the church itself a little bit and how like it's, is it called IBC or There's, something like that? It's some initials. I don't know for sure, but yeah, something around acronym, those lines. Something like IBC or something like that, but they kind of dig into that specific branch of this weird cult like church that they're all a part of. Um, and I'm really excited to watch that because from what I've seen on YouTube and just the reaction videos and some of that, it seems like it's really well done. It seems very interesting and Obviously, we all know there's so much coming out about the Duggars that we never knew before. And it's kind of crazy. Honestly, now in today's society, so much of this stuff is coming out and we're talking about it. And it's just wild to think that we all accepted and watched that show in the 90s and the early 2000s. And none of us ever really picked up on the fact that this is extremely strange cult behavior that these children are probably being abused i mean what's so fucking strange too is that all of these children were constantly filmed and put onto live tv or not live tv national tv and not a single one of those children ever one time got to watch television growing up not one single time they never had a tv in their house they never saw a movie if they ever watched any kind of tv it would be in church watching a video on a church tv so it's just so fucking bizarre the whole thing is so strange it's very weird i don't know because i haven't seen the documentary but like i said i've seen some clips and stuff do they have interviews with some of the children in that movie in that documentary they interviewed one of the daughters jill and that's the only one that spoke but she is a victim so that's why she's on and speaking about it so very interesting i cannot recommend it enough and especially if you know who the duggars are but even if you don't it's just an interesting documentary and i would recommend it and yes and if you're interested in it so the video that i watched i'll pull it up really quick and they in the video that i watched on youtube they talked to more um more of the Duggar children. Let me see if I can pull it up really quickly. But it was very interesting seeing multiple Duggar children come out and tell their stories. Um, And one of them, I don't know which girl it was. I don't know what her name is. All I know is that she was one of the redheaded children in the Duggar bunch. She would say things that were so extreme to the point where like she had gotten sick with the flu at one point. And Michelle Duggar, who we all know, and she has this super gentle seeming persona she seems sweet and gentle this child had the flu and michelle duggar came into her room and saw that her child was sick and when the child said like you know mama i don't feel good whatever a child would normally say michelle duggar responded saying well if you have the flu then you must have sinned in some way and god is punishing you so what have you done And another one of the Duggar children, I heard her saying that she always, since she was a child, got seasonal allergies. That's very normal. A lot of people experience seasonal allergies. And when her parents found out that she had allergies, their response was, God only punishes bitter people with allergies. Allergies is a direct punishment for bitterness. So you must be a bitter child. And that was that child. That was that child's response to having seasonal allergies. So every time her allergies would come back up, you're a bitter child. That's, That's crazy. That's, That's emotional abuse. 
I don't know how these kids could handle what they went through. It's insane. And especially, like, after seeing it, like, it's it's crazy to think how producers could film that reality show and just not know that nothing was going on and just supporting that and letting it continue for years. But insane. What was the YouTube video? Have you found the video that you watched? I am looking right now. Her name is Kylie or Kyla. Kyla sorry, Kyla. And it's spelled K-Y-E-L-U-H. And that is her account name, at Kyla. And she does a lot of Duggar deep dive videos. A specific one that I watched was called The New Explosive Duggar Family Secrets Documentary Sneak Peek is Disturbing. And I believe this is the episode that I watched that had some of those um, interviews that I just spoke on. But Kyla does really good videos on this. She does a lot touching onto the Duggars. So if this is something you're interested in, check out her account because she does some really good research and she found more than I've heard just from the documentary, so. Nice, I'll have to check it out. I definitely recommend checking that out. Yes, I'll look into it as well. And then the last documentary I wanna touch on is the Jared from Subway documentary. His name, I don't know, is Jared, and I don't, I believe it's on Hulu, I believe, or, or HBO Max, one of those, and it's disturbing. It's basically the same thing as the Duggars, it's just inappropriate children stuff and it's sick how yeah, such jared, jared from subway was a major big time molester yeah yeah see i didn't i was going into it not knowing a lot about it so i was shocked and disturbed it's very very disturbing and it's mm-hmm. sick how long police probably know about his stuff that they don't take action because this man was reported multiple times and nothing was done about it so it's sick to me and that was a jaw-dropping documentary. I finished it in a day. It's like a three-parter and crazy. Well, and not just it's not just despicable how long the police let things go, but Subway had a lot. Subway, the brand, the company, the corporation, they had a, a lot of knowledge that they let slide here. I mean, it's sick. It's It's disturbing, and a lot of people let a lot of things slide, which caused a lot of damage to a lot of children. And we all know that kind of damage is lifelong trauma. You cannot just abuse a child and then expect everything to just go back to normal for that child. It never will. It will never happen. And trauma that happens to a child in their childhood will literally be a lasting impact on that person's life forever. So he is a monster. He disturbed and disrupted a lot of beautiful lives that were on track and doing beautiful things, and he deserves to rot in hell eternally. Yes. That's how uh-huh. I feel. Agreed. And now, I forgot to add this to my obsessed, but one thing that I want to touch on because last episode was gag order by Kesha, so we didn't do any obsessed, but it is Pride Month. Happy Pride Month to everyone. <gasps> All of our. Happy Pride! All of our LGBTQIA plus um, members, happy Pride Month. I hope everyone has a great month and you guys deserve it. And we love you and we hope you have a great month, guys. Yes, Pride Month is my favorite month of the whole year. I have so much fun during Pride Month. I love seeing all of the merchandise that everybody puts out for Pride Month and everything is Pride rainbow colors. I love it. And it's my favorite month. So just like Garrett said, Happy Pride to all the hoes and homos out there because we love you. <laughs> oh, 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 but yeah, Chloe, were you obsessed with anything this week? 
so I just want to share one little thing that I am super obsessed with. So more than Garrett, Garrett loves YouTube and he spends a lot of time on YouTube, but we have very different YouTube feeds. So for <laughs> me on YouTube, I like to watch a lot of true crime stuff, a lot of like stories, a lot of podcast type stuff. And the other night I was just scrolling around and I came across a whole new account and it's new to me. It's not new to the world because she's got lots and lots of fans and followers. But Stephanie Sue on Instagram, she's also known as Miss Mango Butt, and she also does Midnight Mango episodes. Stephanie Sue is so entertaining. I love her so much. She tells the story in a completely unusual way that I'm not used to. It seems as though she memorizes all these stories and tells them from memory, which is extremely impressive if that's really what she does. But they have a very unique setup. I love because she does muck mukbang videos while she tells a story and her fiance is with her but he's behind camera so we don't see what he looks like but he's giving input and listening to her stories i enjoy hearing his perspective on her stories and if you're just looking for something maybe to like watch while you're cleaning or eat and watch together or something like that i really enjoy it if you like true crime i find her very interesting so check her out I love, I have to check her out because when we hung out last night, you showed me one of her videos. So I have to do a deep dive on her and get into the vibe. <laughs> I just really like her storytelling technique and the way she talks about things. I find it very pleasant to listen to. <laughs> so if anybody else listens or is a fan of her, let us know. I love that. So that was our Obsessed for this week. And I just want to ask, Chloe, what is your song of the week? Oh, my song of the week is Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, because I'm about to leave home, and home is wherever I'm with you, just like the song says, and it's just going to be tough. It's going to be a tough one, but that's my song for the week. If you guys haven't heard Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, you probably have heard it. You just didn't know that that's what it was. But if you've never, genuinely never heard it, you should really give it a listen. It's one of my favorite songs ever of all time. And it's one of those songs that I don't think I have ever once skipped it on Shuffle. Because when it comes on, I'm going to sing the whole way through. I know every single word to the song. And I sing every single word. And it makes me happy every single time. So that's my song of the week, Garrett. What's yours? I love that song. I have to echo everything she just said. That's one of my favorites as well. And it does... I don't want to say it. this sounds cheesy, but it feels like home. It's like a cozy song, you know? I don't know if that makes sense to anyone, but, like, I don't know. I feel a sense of home, like, wherever mm-hmm. I'm with you, Chloe. I oh, love it. So sweet, so sweet. So, switching gears to pop icon Kylie Minogue just released... Kylie! Her- Kylie! She is releasing her new album, Tension, and she released her lead single... Padam Padam. And when I tell you guys, this is the song that has been on repeat for me in my car, me dancing. It's a very upbeat, fun song. It's just about like someone like falling in love, like Padam Your Heart. Like it's about you dancing and like it's just a fun song. Like I haven't had a, we've been covering all these like sad like love songs. I just wanted, it, it is still a love song, but it's like a fun like. I'm dancing to it, so I would highly so recommend like, it. So, like, Padam is, like, the sound of your heart beating. Yeah, exactly. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> oh, but, gosh. It so, is a fun one. I love Kylie Minogue. She doesn't, she doesn't miss. 
She's mother. So that was all we have for this week. But now we're going to go into our main course, which is all about Chloe and her moving away from me forever. Not ever. Forever. Not forever. Not. <laughs> Temporarily. Temporarily. But how have you been, babes? You have been going for the past two weeks, packing and getting ready for this big life change. I really have been. I'm like so exhausted. It's not even funny, I will say. Um, so like part of moving away, I've been trying to prepare and pack as much as I could a little bit at a time over the last few months. But really and truly, one thing about moving away is the last couple of weeks, you have all these plans to do all these things and to do all these like last two raws and say goodbye to people and go out and whatever. And then the last two weeks come and you are absolutely swamped with stuff to do like chores. Um, so that's been tough. I've been very exhausted. Like my body aches from like loading the truck and packing the furniture and moving furniture and all of that stuff. But it's exciting. It's hard. It's stressful to pack up all of your worldly belongings and then like do the whole Goodwill pile and get rid of stuff. I hate getting rid of stuff because I'm kind of a hoarder. So that stresses <laughs> me out on its own. Like I hate getting rid of things. <laughs> Um, and I put like sentimental attachments to every possession I own. So it's just like tough, but honestly, like none of that even compares to just the emotional side of it. Like I am, I'm really sad. It's going to be really hard leaving my parents. I'm really, really close with my parents. I'm very family oriented. So that's going to be tough for me. And I spend a lot of time with my parents. I like to hang out with my mom during the day. We like to do things together. We like to go get lunch or go shopping. And I just really like spending time with my dad in person and talking to him. My dad's the type of person that like we can just sit and have really long, deep conversations about anything. And we just love to talk to each other. So that's going to be really tough. Um, obviously, leaving my friends is going to be like impossible super super hard but for me like also oh one of the things that's killing me is i have to leave my childhood dog yeah that's hard <laughs> and um she was the first dog that i ever had and i wanted her for my whole life like i was the kid that prayed for a dog every single night and every single christmas my entire life until i got one a dog was the first thing on my christmas list always in my birthday list always <laughs> And I truly believe that, you know, a lot of kids like want a dog and then a lot of parents get their kids a dog and then the kid just is like over it when they get a dog. Yeah. And I just don't think I'm one of those people. I think that since the day I got Libby, I have appreciated her every single day. I love the hell. Oh, God. Libby. I love the hell out of that little beast. Libby's She's such a good girl. Libby's the best first dog. Like, I could not imagine being more blessed. Chloe, like Libby. Knowing Libby is to love Libby. She's the best little angel ever. And what a She's way. so sweet. So sweet. What a way to like start your parenting of a dog career. Through Libby. Seriously. Like she's, like, she's the best. So seriously. But what makes it really, really hard. So she's a boxer and she has already outlived her lifespan. But she's had some health issues since we've had her she's had multiple surgeries on her legs she's just had some genetic leg issues and now that she's older she has a lot of health issues her back legs basically just like don't 
work anymore. It's like she, so she has a neurological disorder. So at this point, she only has control over her front legs. Her back legs, she can't really control them. So it's really hard seeing her in pain. Well, we don't know that she's in pain, but it looks painful. Some of the stuff that she does, like she'll go into the full splits all the time, but she just can't even feel it. And it's really hard seeing her age and get ill. It's hard because Libby's the best dog ever. It's I've known Libby since I've known Chloe. So imagine I've grown up with Libby. I remember waiting. I remember waiting because I've never known a um, boxer before. Libby was the first boxer I ever met. And I used to be, <laughs> Libby was the cutest little girl when I first met her. I don't know how old she was she when was I. She was so energetic. Yeah, she was so energetic. So fun. I remember um, in Chloe's backyard, we used to play with like airsoft guns and we had our sport back there. And Libby would just run with us, run around. <laughs> so fun. Just free free as a bird just living her best life and libby is one of the sweetest little angels i have ever seen in my life she's just what her little face is the cutest little thing i've ever seen in my life like it's so sweet. it's one thing that will always put a smile on my face it's that pretty girl always yeah every always time i see that her little face yeah and if for anyone who doesn't know with boxers like boxers are one of the dog breeds that have such a sense of humor like, she really has a sense of humor, and she plays jokes on me and pranks on me, and she's a funny little thing. And one of the things that is absolutely the hardest for me to come to terms with moving away is knowing that that little girl is not going to understand why one day I just left and never came back to her. And she's, she's probably going to die soon. And I'm really scared that when I say goodbye to her, it's going to be the last time I ever get to see her. And it breaks my heart that my little girl, who is like, like, I just want to clarify, we were raised as like puppies together. She thinks I'm her co-puppy. We were puppies (laughs) together. So it just breaks my heart thinking that this little puppy, because she's still a puppy in her own head, even though she's elderly. She's still in her head. She's still a puppy and she still wants to play. And so it just breaks my heart thinking that she'll just be wondering, like, where is my puppy? Where did she go? When is she going to come see me again? Well, what you can't even think about that, because you and Libby have the most special relationship, and Libby's never going to forget you. I don't think this will be the last time you ever see Libby. Libby's the toughest girl I know. She's, she's very tough. She's tough. Well, I don't she's think not... she's going to forget me. I think she's going to sit around being like, Chloe forgot me. I want to take her, I asked, but I was denied. But, like, that's my thing is I just am afraid that Libby's going to think, like, where's my puppy? She forgot about me. No, Chloe. Because you got FaceTime. You know Molly's never going to let you a day without seeing that Libby girl. And I know it's not the same, obviously, but it's going to make the pain that you're feeling right now help when you're able to see that precious little face like we just said every time you see that face you can't help but smile i really hope that when the day comes that it's like her last day i'm holding out for the hope that somehow we'll have enough time enough warning that i can make make it to town because i i really wish i really hope i can be there for her of course you will 100 percent, and especially if you have the timing for it that's what you said they just have to know and we're not gonna put that energy out because like we just said libby is a tough girl and She's not going to go down without a fight. And Libby, if you're listening. We love you so much, girl. The and best girl in the whole world. You're literally. Such a good girl.
I mean, this is so embarrassing, but I don't even feel embarrassed because anyone listening who has even ever had a pet, you guys get it. Like, they, they're part of your family. Yes, yes. And Libby was there for every single hardship that I've had in the last 12, 13 years. Like, it's just stupid, which basically in the last 12, 13 years, that's when hardships started happening in my life. Like, yeah. let's be real. I wasn't having hardships in, like, fifth, sixth grade, but... Ever since I've had her, she has been there through it all. Um, so it's going to be tough. But obviously, leaving my parents, that's really hard. Um, and then damn Noah Cyrus makes songs like The Hardest Part, which are just going to make it fucking impossible to come home. Oh, my God. You can't not, Noah's off limits for the next month. I'm taking yeah, I can't. <laughs> I seriously can't listen to anything depressing for, like, the next two or three months. But... Um, it's just new, Chloe. Like, I mean, like, we touched on it a little at the beginning, but ever since we've moved, to, we live in this very, very small town. We just wanted to leave for so long, and now we're finally here, and I'm just so proud of you over anything. Like, obviously, I want to be selfish and keep you here and put you in my pocket and keep you with me at all times, but I know this is for the best, and you're going to blossom in Texas, and I cannot wait for, like, what you're going to do. And, like, it's going to be hard for a little while, but then it's going to blossom into something like, amazing and it's gonna yeah. turn and it's just about timing like it's time heals all so it's just getting yeah. comfortable to the new surroundings well one thing that gives me peace is just knowing when i moved to georgia i came kicking and screaming my parents dragged me to georgia kicking and screaming but i never knew that because of georgia i would get the best friend in my entire life and all of these incredible experiences friends I mean, I've I've made a lot of friends in Georgia that are, are lasting lifetime friends. I, and all of that has made every other hardship that I've gone through just living in this damn state worth it. But I'm holding on to that that, you know, I never know. Maybe in Austin I've got my next best friend, like, waiting on me to me. Obviously, they will never compare to my Gare Bear. I was about to say. But he's family. <laughs> he's not even a best friend at this point. He's my exactly. damn brother. But so I'm just trying to hold on to that. Like, I did not want to come to Georgia. But if if Michigan Chloe could have gotten a that's so Raven flash into the future of what Georgia would have looked like for me as far as Garrett and Jared and Tori and Kathy and Jenna and all of the amazing things that I've gotten from Georgia, I would I would say, OK, makes sense. I'll do it. You you sold me. I'm on my way. So, I mean, and it's going to be great. Like, I am really, really excited, too. Yes. This is just hard because I'm in the sad. Like, I'm about to leave, so I'm in the sad, emotional part. Next week, or the next time you guys hear me, I'll be in Austin, and I'll probably be like, I'm so psyched. Everything's amazing. It's great here. Exactly, <laughs> but yes. But it's just fucking sucks. Like, we've talked about it so much, but Garrett and I are very used to being within a couple of feet from each other. Yeah. Not several hundred miles exactly it's it's a lot but it's something that's gonna like take you to the next step and it's necessary and everything happens for a reason we always said that like as soon as we started looking for jobs and we knew mitchell was gonna be like moving somewhere obviously and i'm moving somewhere and we just always said everything's gonna happen for a reason we're not gonna push something that needs Mm -hmm. to go somewhere everything we know is a path and it might not make sense right now but everything happens Mm -hmm. for a reason and you're put somewhere for a reason and I really do believe that so 
Although, I do too, absolutely. I know that it's going to benefit you and that's where you're supposed to be for this current moment, not forever, but for a little while. Well, <laughs> and just like Garrett just said, like for me, one of the biggest examples in my entire life that that truly cements my foundation of everything happens for a reason and trust the universe is like I just said, me moving to Garrett, uh, sorry, me moving to Georgia gave me Garrett. So I did not want to come to Georgia. I was so against it, but it gave me one of the greatest gifts of my entire life. So now I have to just try. That is one of the biggest lessons and the biggest examples in my own life of trust the universe. Yeah. Trust it. Because even if you don't think it's the right move, even if you don't think it's good, something really amazing is coming out of this. So I agree. I mean, there's a lot of good to it too. Like we keep saying, obviously, like, I know that it's just fucking hard. Yeah, it's hard. It's just like a the specific situation is hard too because like me and you are best friends. Imagine just leaving your best friend. Anyone listening, like you, everyone has a best friend, and if especially if they're close to you, just imagine leaving. Like it's hard for anyone, and it's just gonna like I've said a million times. We just have to get used to it. It's just gonna be like a culture shock. But I like I'm like in a different country basically. Like what? Where am yeah. I? What am I gonna? What am I doing? And just like with Libby, like Libby and I grew up as puppies. Garrett and I grew up as puppies together too. Yeah, like literally, I we were, we were basically litter mates. Literally, because I don't, I say this all the time, but not like this isn't fully true. But like at thirteen and after is what I remember. So before thirteen, like I don't really count those years, and that's when I met you. So like basically, my whole life that I remember fully has been with you. So it's just gonna be like different, like honestly, a different chapter, and it's. A big one. It's not like a little chapter. It's like a new book, babe. A new novel. We're going to like... It's like a whole new volume. Yeah, exactly. So... And it's so crazy. I mean, Garrett and I met all these years ago, and we hit it off right away as friends, but we had no idea when we hit it off right away what it would become. Exactly. And now I'm just like, I can't live my life without Garrett anymore. Like, he is my sounding board. That is my comfort person. That is my person. And... I mean, Mitchell's my person too, but it's different. You have to have your significant other, but you also have to have your best friend person who is not your significant other. I think that that's important in life. Um, And Garrett is that person for me. So it's going to be a huge adjustment for both of us. It is. but And it's going to make it easier for both of us once you're out of Georgia. However long you're in Georgia without me, it's probably going to be really shitty like yeah or it could potentially be just like kind of painful kind of hard like i would i wouldn't want it to be the roles reversed if you were leaving first and i was still in georgia i would be so sad and just like to me also there are so many places in georgia and physical buildings or areas or even fucking fields that i look at and i just see memories of me and garrett doing stuff literally like the yeah. field, i know i can say this anonymously but like the field by our house where we did the cotton photo shoot in high school like just that field alone i can't even drive back that past that without thinking back to that memory yep and so i know for me it would be really hard being here and passing all of those memory sites knowing that you were already gone but it's so much better knowing that you're gonna be gone too like it's not it's not like i'm leaving you here and you're gonna stay here yeah i I couldn't do that i'd be with you then babes i'd be in your suitcase (laughs) that was the case i'm freaking planning on putting you in my suitcase but your damn steel rod won't let me fold you (laughs) 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, Chloe's been a busy girl, and she leaves in like 48 hours to on this new adventure. So we all, obviously, all of us, me included, all the besties, just wish Chloe the best in this next chapter. And we love you so much. I'm going to cry. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's bittersweet. I'm not going to cry because it, so much positive, positive stuff's going to come from this that I'm going to look back on this and be like, it was for the better. But it just sucks. I like don't want you to leave, and I'm ready for you to come over after this so we can hang out. <laughs> like, literally, same. Uh, that's, what, that's crazy, too. Cause it's so crazy that we're talking about this with you guys because Garrett and I have not even had this conversation with each other. We have yet to even have a single ooey gooey moment with each other not a single one like we barely talked about her moving because i was like it's not we haven't even like hugged each other or said one time like we're sad or just like give me a hug because i'm gonna miss you soon like no we're just basically both in denial (laughs) no and i I hope that's not gonna f me in the butt later on where i like all my emotions hit when you're gone and i can't even see you (laughs) whereas if it hits me now i could see you and i'd be like she's here she's fine but it's all, it's all a lot. And you guys, pray for me because later today I have to say my goodbyes to Jared. Oh. Because he has to work tomorrow. So that's, fuck, like, see, look at me. Oh, my God. It's not a goodbye. That's, well, it's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. But yes. I have to say see you later to Jared today. And that's just another one of my best friends. It's going to freaking suck because... Damn it, if it's not Jared who cheers me up after a bad day sometimes, too, you know? And it's <laughs> yeah. him screaming at me, squawking yeah. at me, telling me to get a drink and sit my ass down because it's time to party. Like, oh, I'm going to miss that energy. It's sad. It all is sad. And then I already had to say goodbye to Denny, which sucked. It's Because, <laughs> all... Denny, if you're listening, I love you so much. <laughs> Denny, if you're listening, I love you way more than you ever loved me. And, like, (laughs) I literally consider you one of my best friends, and I know you don't consider me that way, but, like, Denny, I fucking love you, dude. Denny. And uh, if you're not listening, Denny, then fuck you, because you really should listen to me and Garrett's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to send this to him, so he has to listen now. Yeah, send this link. But, I mean, what a wild ride over the past decade. And, like, I mean, we're sad now, but what of a hell of a ride i wouldn't want to i wouldn't want to do it any other way and with anyone else so i'm blessed for this opportunity and i'm not that's why i'm trying not to be sad because we are like we've had such amazing memories we've been able to form together and i've had you for honestly i'm spoiled because i had you for an extra couple of years after you graduated so i'm spoiled I, i wasn't even expecting this so i cannot complain and uh it's sad and i know i'm gonna like cry and be depressed but it's all for the better and we already have trips planned, guys, so don't worry. We're going to get some EFBF lives coming when we're together, so don't worry. But it's just going to be us adjusting. Yeah. And this and this also is the last podcast where we're both in Georgia, guys. Well, for now. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Currently, yep. And um, just to kind of close out that section, I'm so sorry, you guys. This is such a gross episode for you to listen to of me just crying this whole time. I'm not even on my period. Um I am on mine. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> um, but seriously, I just want to say thank you to every person who I've met in Georgia, every friend that I've made in Georgia, anyone who's listening who has shared memories with me in Georgia. Um, I just want to say thank you because you guys are what's making this so hard, like I said. And 
Georgia, the state itself, has zero to do with a single memory I have here. It's yeah. all it's all about you guys, my friends, my college friends, the experiences, my teachers in college. Um, all the people that I've met. I am so grateful and I'm so lucky to be where I am in life. I'm so happy and I'm so grateful and I love everyone so much. And I just want to close it out with one of my all-time favorite quotes. It's a Winnie the Pooh quote and I love Winnie the Pooh. But I just want to say, how lucky am I to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard? I feel very lucky. I'm very blessed and I love all of you guys and I love you damn listeners. All my besties. Fuck. We love I'm you so much, Chloe. I'm not going to on the pod, <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I promise. Well, we all love you so much, Chloe, and you're so special and you make living in this hellhole something that I could bear and stand in. <laughs> and God sent me you and I didn't think I could stand it anymore and you've made the past 10 years bearable and we're so blessed to have to know you. I'm not knowing you by that whenever you're talking to you. Because <laughs> I am dying. <laughs> But it's it's been a crazy ride and a blessing to know you. And I mean, I just love you so much. And you're my best friend. And all the besties listening love you. And it's just the next chapter for all of us. Like, and besties, you're along for the ride. So yeah, buckle it's up. Yeah, favorite best friend's new chapter. Yeah, so and y'all are experiencing season this. Season two. Season two, bitches. Yeah. We've, been, we've been picked up for a season two. So buckle up. Renewed. We're renewed for season two, babe. Oh, uh, well, like I said, I love you, Chloe. And guys, we love you so much. Like we just said at the beginning, we're not going to be able to do constant posting necessarily like specific days like every Sunday, but as soon as we can, because we're going to miss it. We want a regular schedule just as much as you do. So, so we love you guys and thank you for understanding besties. And Chloe, we just wish you the best of luck on this adventure and drive so safe. And any last words, babes, on this next chapter? Goodbye forever, Georgia. <laughs> Bye. I'm going to be back, Georgia. I'm just kidding. I've always got Georgia on my mind. I love you guys. I love you guys. I won't cry on another pod until Garrett has to move. And I'm sorry if today was a stupid, crazy episode, but we, we really love you guys. We really love doing this. And we really hope you keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and before you guys leave, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram and TikTok at EFBF Podcast, where we upload all the behind the scenes and we let you know when we upload our new episodes. Absolutely. And rate and subscribe and download. But if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, especially on this podcast. I cannot <laughs> handle it. <laughs> I cannot handle it, okay? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. But we love you guys, and thank you for listening, truly, everyone. We really appreciate it. And on that note, goodbye, Georgia. Goodbye to this chapter. And on to the next. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye forever. Until next time. <laughs> Mwah. Mwah.